Hi, I am Andrea, and this is Empowered by Darkness, a podcast for anyone seeking to dive deep into all parts of themselves, especially the darker ones, to become empowered by the integration of these into uncovering your unique expression and purpose. Here we shed light on the self-hatred, the resentment, the need for validation and saving, the fear of being loved, the illusion of power and damaging patterns, and many more topics that will challenge you to bloom wherever you are currently planted. Welcome to your life's work. Take a seat and let's get started. Hi, welcome back to the Empowered by Darkness podcast. I am your host, Andrea. I have recorded the introduction for this episode a couple of times and failed miserably all of them. Um, The reason being, I've never felt so nervous about recording an episode. And probably the reason that I'm feeling nerves is that today's episode is a life update and it is quite personal. And I felt called to record on what's been happening in my life because I share a lot about my journey on this podcast and I've always been transparent about some of the difficulties that I've encountered in my day-to-day and just recently um, I know on the podcast I've shared before that my mom was wrestling with cancer and just very recently she passed away from this illness. I wanted to come on here and record firstly because I know that wherever my mom is and I'm sure she's watching what I'm doing, she would feel like I should have an episode up by now. Um, She would probably be concerned that I haven't been wanting to touch any of my recording material for the past couple of days. Um, She was actually the one that pushed me to start this podcast and I remember one of the biggest things that I would tell her um, to justify not wanting to get on here and, and record was that I didn't have a quiet space to record and she made it happen. She was like, you know what, we were gonna like fix you up in this part of the house and for the amount of time that you're gonna be in front of the mic like I'm not gonna make a single sound and you're gonna get it up she's like you're gonna get this recording up and running and she was always so encouraging of everything that I set my heart to to get out into the world and wherever she is I know she would be happy that I haven't given up on putting myself out there. It's kind of crazy because I think that having seen death up close really makes you feel like you're doing an assessment of your life, even though you're not the one passing. I definitely, when my mom passed, I was thinking on my drive back um, from the hospital, on my drive back home, I was thinking that Everything felt so sudden, even though we knew that she was ill, but I started like kind of reviewing what I'd done with my life up to date, and 
I thought if I were to die tomorrow, like, would I be happy with what I have shown of me until now, who I have impacted, even if it was just in the most, you know, minor of ways, have I left something good for people to remember me by? And it felt so silly then that, like, one of my biggest concerns were not starting the podcast was I didn't have a quiet space because imagine if I would have allowed that to have been the like the detriment for me having the empowered by darkness space available to all of you who are listening I feel like definitely having the realization that life is so much more valuable than we give it credit a lot of the time. And what I mean by that is I always used to think, and it wasn't until my mom passed that I started to challenge the thought. I And I think a lot of us feel this way. We think that we have time. We, we imagine the faces of our life to come, like when I get to my 30s and I'm you know, probably more settled in my career or I have financial stability. We think ahead to the 30s, we think to the 40s and how we want to like be settled down with a family and we think to the 50s and retirement and we think I want to do like I want to travel, I want to get to experience more of life and then we get to old age and we think I want to enjoy my grandchildren or I want to just be at a place in which I finally accept myself and and then we go to now starting to think about dying once we're you know in our 70s 80s um that's at least like I didn't consciously realize that that was the time frame that was playing in the back of my mind but it very much was and and I started thinking like my mom only lived to her 50s she was very young to have passed but you know she didn't get to experience the other time frames like being with her grandchildren enjoying retirement being able to travel she didn't get to have those milestones that we had tied to like a certain um, age group she left perhaps prematurely or what some would call prematurely i know many when my mom passed emphasized she was so young and she was very young and she had a lot of life in her before getting cancer and even during cancer she had moments where i would always be amazed by her ability to kind of get up and dust off whatever self-pity or or victimization she could have been wallowing in just a couple of hours ago and now she was just thriving by feeling just an ounce of strength back and using that ounce of strength to like clean the entire house and get up to cook one of our favorite dishes she was the type of person that if life gave her the opportunity to do something for us for her children do something for just the things that she have had built with a lot of hard work and courage if life gave her the opportunity to do something else for that legacy that she was leaving behind she was going to take on that 
that opportunity. So I just, I don't know, I was talking the other day to myself. I was having kind of a conversation with myself, with God. Um, and I was saying like, I don't, for so long, I just assumed that I had this life ahead of me that was rich with different um, experiences at every like age bracket. And I mean, we always know that something could happen because there's suffering all around. There's people that die so young. There's children that get cancer that are just starting with their life and everything that they know is hospital visits and being given like all of these like procedures that they have to get done. And there's very much like the exception to having, you know, your life in front of you. But I feel like many of us live with the assumption that we do have our life in front of us. Even if we may think that something could potentially happen to us to shorten that um, possibility, we still make decisions and we, we limit ourselves a lot. Th- just thinking that we have more time. Um, honestly, I, <laughs> I started recording this episode not really having a particular topic in mind, just more of a life update. Um, but one of the biggest things that has come up for me is examining my mortality. And I feel so fortunate to have been able to experience illness with the person that I loved the most. Because illness, when when it touches your family, when it touches the person that you love and admire, it, it changes so much of your way of seeing um, what's valuable. Like, I remember just moments in which I I was amazed at how blessed my family and, and I were to be able to have my mom like bounce back from seemingly very challenging circumstances that we thought were going to break her spirit and just have her, you know, give up. But she was so resilient and we found moments of immense joy in the middle of being afraid about the illness getting the best of her. Um, and that all happened when we were also grieving the fact that she had a diagnosis of stage four and we knew that there would be no cure. We still held on to the possibility of a miracle and we prayed for her to be okay. But then towards the end of her life, um, at least my prayer changed because what remained the same throughout all of this experience was just the immense love that I have for her. And that love had me adapt to everything. (laughs) It's crazy. I, I never thought I would use the word adapt, but that's what it was. I adapted and I surprised myself with the selflessness that I could come to have in moments where I just wanted my mom back. I wanted her smile back. I wanted her 
her liveliness. I wanted her strength. I really wanted those things from her. And yet, I didn't make it about myself. Because I knew that she wanted all of those things too. I mean, she was probably the one that wanted them the most. And her, her entire identity was changing before her. And I was... We were all along for the ride with her. And we were just trying to make the ride as like little as bumpy as we could possibly have control over because if you are listening and you have a family member that has cancer or you yourself are going through cancer or you just have you know friends that you're walking this journey alongside with you know that cancer is super bumpy and unpredictable and it's just insane like that's the word that kept playing in my head after everything occurred and her suffering was over i just kept thinking like how insane is this illness it consumes so much of a person in such a short period of time and sometimes i don't i think like the treatments to prolong life consume just as much and that is so heartbreaking how you give someone I get emotional because you give someone the solution of a lifetime, which is if you do this chemotherapy, if you do this surgery, you're going to have more life. You're going to have a longer time to be with your loved ones. And we, as human beings, we just want to be told that we're going to be okay. So when you get that reassurance from a doctor, from whoever is like overseeing your care you allow yourself to feel hope and you think i'm gonna be able to get back to who i was before what my life looked like before i was told that i had cancer and then the treatments begin and you inevitably lose parts of that old identity that old care like um carefreeness like it just it dissipates with time and with exhaustion and it breaks my heart because it's just it seems like this light at the end of the worst possible news that anyone can receive that they're dying that they have cancer and you find this light and then the light ends up being sometimes excruciating to walk through I know that my mom's journey was filled with hope that she would get better, that she would have more time, that there would be a miracle, but she was she was having illness in her body that not even the doctors could predict what was going to happen with it. The doctors thought she would have more time. I thought that she would have more time she thought that she would have more time and then she was she was called back to to her original home with god it was her time to finally be free of, of bodily pain and and the uncertainty of not knowing how much more she was going to lose of herself and we were as her loved ones free of seeing her go through this immense suffering that we felt no control over 
If you're still listening, I just want you to know that you are so loved. You are a living, breathing, walking miracle that is worthy of everything that you could possibly desire from a heart level. Your life is so precious. There are no words to describe the blessing of being able to live even through the most difficult heartbreak. You are still here and you are a living testament to the beauty that can be found because it was once there like the love never dies when we lose those that we cherish we grieve so much because there was just an immense amount of love and that's the price for loving someone so much i remember i used to tell that to my mom i used to tell her that it felt so ironic that the price for loving someone was just experiencing the most devastating grief and sorrow and she would like she would not along because she lost a lot of people in her life and she knew what that price felt like in her body and her emotions and her feelings so my mom knew and and i was happy that i had that conversation with her because i was able to tell her if you are ever to be removed from my life physically i'm gonna pay the highest price in that love that i have for you and i and i told her i want you to know the love that i have for you scares me at times that used to be my biggest fear losing her and sometimes i find myself living my fear and being in this reality and i think am i really here like is this really happening i'm still I'm still able to be myself. I thought that I would lose a lot of my optimism, my ability to tune in to love if she were ever to be taken from my life. But there was never an instant since her passing that I have felt myself like quote-unquote go dark or feel like there's no meaning anymore or feel like what I have to say doesn't matter or what anyone has to say like it can no longer affect me I've never felt those thoughts but I have felt this immense discomfort that I don't want to sugarcoat because it's hard to lose someone that just became an integral part of who you know yourself to be and then like the caregiving aspect that leads up to her like our loved ones passing, that's another thing in of itself that feels like a lump in your throat literally everywhere you go. You just want to tell the people that are sending you their condol condolences. <laughs> I couldn't say the word for a sec. You just want to tell those people that are sending their condolences and asking you if they can do anything for you. You just want to share with them how freaking exhausting and hard and and just like excruciating it was the moments leading up to your loved one's death you just want to share with them how you don't understand 
why it still feels like they're here and why a part of you is grateful that they're not because they're not confined to a hospital bed anymore and they're not confined to the aches that they have all over their body but then you feel this immense guilt that you wish them gone and then you have a moment of realization for just how much you're losing that it all compounds and people ask you how you're doing and the best you can muster is not great but I'll be okay and you don't even have that certainty you just know that it had to happen at the time that it did but god is it hard to admit that because you keep telling yourself but it shouldn't be it it's unfair she shouldn't have gotten this illness out of all the people she shouldn't have had to suffer the way she did but no one deserves suffering no one does i used to like catch myself thinking that like cancer is so unfair why did it have to happen to my mom who's one of the kindest souls that i know but then i thought how selfish do i am i saying with that that i think somebody else deserves cancer more than my mom uh, who am i to make that judgment like cancer you don't wish it upon anyone it's just it comes and you think god that's awful that's awful that that stranger you know and i feel it for strangers now like like after my mom passed i visited um, an oncology clinic to get genetic testing and i saw like all of these people in the waiting room that some of them were probably waiting to get diagnosed as i was waiting to get my own um, news of whether I should be wary of getting cancer in the future. So I was just thinking, like, that's awful. Like, I feel so much for those people because I know the sheer terror that this illness brings to everyone around the person suffering it and the person, of course, the most. So, yeah, that was my life update. Um, I have been going through a lot of changes and for the first time in my life I have no clue what's going to happen with me, what's going to happen with really just moving forward. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I have no clue. Um, what happened with my mom was unexpected. We knew that she was ill, but I thought that there would be more more time. I definitely thought we would have another Christmas together, another birthday together, another Mother's Day. Um, I thought that I would see more of her and be able to share more of me with her. But then when she passed, I thought, like, was there something left unsaid? And I feel so incredibly grateful that I don't feel like there was something left unsaid. I loved her. I loved her. Like, I loved her aggressively <laughs> every day prior to her passing and even way before that. And that was the biggest thing for me 
to make sure that she left knowing how freaking loved she was. And I think we accomplished that. So, like I said, I have no clue what's next. Um, I will definitely be in the future in this platform and maybe even in a book, <laughs> in a second book, um, exploring grief, exploring caregiving, exploring the world of cancer and how how big it is and at the same time how small it feels at times because it feels like you're the the only person that is going through it um i know that when i lost my mom i felt so angry that people around me couldn't see the months leading up to her passing like just the anticipatory grief of that like i didn't even know that was a thing a friend shared with me that you can start feeling grief for a loved one when they're going through illness, especially illness like cancer, which already takes so much out of the person and they're changing right before your eyes. Um, and you feel like everything around you is falling apart and you're just, you're there for the ride and you're trying to, like I said, make it as passable as possible for the person. But it's, it's a monster. Like, the repercussions of this illness are immense. So I definitely want um, to share more of my testimony in the future because I saw the testimony of others that I knew um, had gone through the same journey and it was deeply healing. Like I can't even put it into words. It felt like that's all I wanted to listen to for like a whole week straight. I just wanted to listen to my audiobook of the person just talking about how much it sucked to go through that and how nothing felt normal anymore but then you got used to a new normal after so i want to talk about that in the future um maybe even have like a friend suggested a whole series about that on this podcast i think it can help it can help and it can serve and if there's one thing that I want to leave you with, it's this recent realization that I had um, just today. I was thinking that I felt really uncomfortable with myself because even though, like I said, I didn't turn quote-unquote dark after my mom's passing, I did go in search of coping in ways that I did in the past that were unhealthy and I felt so much guilt about it. And I just, I was thinking like last night, it's easy to seek a quick solution to the uncomfortableness because I'm going to be honest, I just wanted to get distracted from how freaking difficult it felt. And then I went to search for distraction, feeling like, at the end of the day, even after getting that distraction, either through alcohol or um, connection, I was going to end up still being the girl that had just lost her mother to cancer. Like, the distractions weren't going to meet me at the depth that my pain was reeling in. They were just going to be a reminder that I was 
still alone in it or quote-unquote alone in it because that's the way that I felt they were still going to be a reminder that nothing was going to bring my mom back that things were still broken in our home because the months leading up to her passing felt like a nightmare and I had like this this thing in my mind where I was like there has to be an alternative something other than like if I'm going through so much suffering I cannot continue to seek something that will add to the suffering like there has to be something that will make me feel whole and loved even in the middle of feeling so torn apart at the seams everywhere that I look and that something was just a connection with source with God with Jesus the connection of a lifetime really because I was like so in awe of the meaning that was left and that was so clear even so soon after my mom's passing that I knew that that kind of meaning to life that was coming and washing over me couldn't come from any other entity that was not God because God sees everything he knows the deepest darkest levels of suffering that we hold within that we don't allow others to see because we're trying to figure it out ourselves by ourselves but like God's aware of everything and the peace that I felt even while I was crying and mourning it couldn't come from any other place that wasn't from God's grace and God's presence and I was like you know what I don't know I, I told God I don't know how long I have left here on this earth but I know that there's life after this I know that there's existence and and I'm sure of it because you are so real to me and everything that you stand for is finding meaning everywhere even when you think that something's over like my mom's life it's really just a transition leading to something else I don't know what that something else looks like for her at this time I don't know what it's going to look like for me but God knows God is aware and in him I will be able to find something other than suffering at the end of the night at the end of the time that we spend together that I spend trying to live my life more aligned with his goodness and his love I will find something of meaning of value it won't just leave me feeling more lost more unlike myself at the end of the day so that's where I'm at <laughs> um, thank you for staying until the end of this episode if you did I appreciate it this was more of a like loose format episode I didn't really have anything planned I always do like bullet points um, for my episodes just so I'm, I stay on track but for this one I honestly just turn on my laptop and hit record because frankly I haven't had the energy to plan um, 
an episode, but I will be doing so in the future because, like I said, this platform means the world to me. The fact that my mom was a part of it when she was still alive and she saw it grow and she saw me get satisfaction from it and and feel like I was doing something for the world by sharing parts of me you don't know how happy that makes me that she was able to witness that while she was still alive so I know that I am on the right path because it happened that I had the courage to just put myself out there no matter how imperfect my words were or my stance was because I didn't yet know much about what I wanted to talk about I just knew that it came from wanting to do good and I'm so proud of being able to just stick through with it and that my mom saw that I could do it and I know she's still watching and she's still rooting for me wherever she is so yeah um I hope that you are rooting for yourself too and that you know how loved you are. I just want to keep saying that on this episode. Realize how loved you are because you really are. You are and it's okay if you're going through hardship right now, if you're going through loss. It's going to be okay. I know that the words feel empty at times. Um... They feel like they're kind of playing in the background and you're still reeling and you're suffering. But you're not alone. Boy, can I stress that enough. You are not alone. You have the entire universe conspiring to help you be able to pick these pieces up and make them into something different but equally as beautiful. And... There's never anything lost. If the love was there when she or he, when they were living, the love is still there after life as we know it. I'm sending all of my love. Uh, I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you. There is no right time to begin working on the parts of ourselves we may have neglected for the majority of our lives. If you're here, it is for a reason. I am so proud of you for asking the tough questions and delving into what comes of these. May you find the deepest healing and transformation on this path. Thank you.